and they were called the stones of the testimony. This is why when you are in school, you're going to take a test, or you're going to a court, you're going to testify, or testimonial. Testify comes from testes. That's where it comes from. Look in the encyclopedia. Dictionary will tell you testes, the two round stones. They're called the, the stones of the testimony, the testicle. And that's why in the ancient Egyptian and even in the Hebrew, uh, I don't know if it's practiced today, but in the ancient world we're told that if one Jew brings another Jew into the Jewish court, you are bringing your brother Jew into court and you are now at war with him. Because there's going to be a trial. Somebody's going to jail and somebody's going to pay. And so in order for you as a Jew going before the Jewish high court uh, to, to testify against your brother, you were required to hold your testicles in your hand as you make your speech and as you testify. Why? Because the symbol is obvious. If we catch you lying, against your brother in this court, you know what's going to happen to you because you're holding your testicles. And so today we even have you know, people saying the same thing. When you go into court, they got you. They got you by the balls. Yeah, the two round stones of the testimony. So there wasn't big plates of, 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 of rock. It was just two round small stones carried at one hand and they were called stones of the testimony. Well, interesting so to know, too, that when you sign your marriage contract, uh, which is a contract also, as some people refer to it as the covenant of marriage, but right. uh, in reality, you, you require two witnesses, don't you? That's right. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to show that parallel. Go ahead. Yeah, and you do have two witnesses. Yeah, hanging between your legs, two witnesses, the testa. That, too. <laughs> but, That's anyway, right. Please continue. So, therefore, that's the name of the tomb for the Ten Commandments. There was no Ten Commandments. There were twelve negative confessions. But the Ten Commandments were not big stones. It was just two round, small stones. And they were called the the stones of the testa. And testa comes from testes. So, you know, take that and two bucks and get you a cup of coffee. But that's what I'm talking about. There's so much you didn't know about the stories of Moses. Now... Moses goes up into uh, and up into the mountain that's on fire, and he uh, he confronts the Almighty God, and something called the uh, the uh, burning bush. Well, if you if, if today watch on television, and when there's news stories on TV at news at night, you will see the Jews in Jerusalem in Jerusalem and they are praying at the wailing wall they're praying at the wall uh, and so but watch the Jews as they're praying at the wall they're bobbing back and forth up and down bob, back and forth they're bobbing have you ever seen that sure absolutely okay do you know what that symbolizes it symbolizes they're having sex with God they're bobbing back and forth, having sex. It's a sexual symbol. And they're having sex with something called the Shekinah, not he kinda, Shekinah. And so the Shekinah is the female part of God, because the scripture says in Genesis 
that God created man, uh, man and woman, male and female, he created them. So logic alone would tell you that God must be male and female. He's a homophonite God. He's both male and female. So then he divides himself, as he does with all animals, all animals. There's a male side and the female side. And so now that's why the Jews are bobbing back and forth, because they're having sex with the Shekinah. Because that's what it's spelled, S-H-E, Shekinah, is the feminine part of God, uh, feminine sex with God. So therefore, today we got Jews out there uh, bobbing back and forth, having sex with God, and uh, and so the burning bush. Uh, when you go back to the encyclopedias, I'll look up the word burning bush and begin to see where the burning bush was simply a term that came out of the ancient Arabic world for the female uh, during sex. So it's a sexual symbol for the female, the burning bush, and so. When you start to look at these words in terms and find out what they're really talking about, it doesn't have anything to do with the holiness of holies that you know about. It's talking about sex, alcohol, drugs, power, money. The whole thing is an incredible uh, story. Another wonderful story about Moses when he's up on the mountain, the volcano, which symbolizes a female in sex, but he's up on that uh, uh, on the on the mountain, and it says Moses asked God if he could see him. He wanted to actually see God, and the scripture says that God said, "No, Moses. Uh, you know I appreciate everything you've done. You're a faithful follower, but uh, no man can see me and live. So if I show you what I look like, I'll have to kill you." So no man can see me and live. And then it says, then God said, he added something, an addendum to that. God says, well, first of all, you've been so holy and righteous, Moses, and you've been so faithful that I think I'll make a, a special case for you. Normally, no man can see me and live, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you, only because you are so holy and righteous. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do something for you. And it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to show you, the scripture says, I'm going to show you my glory. The most glorious part of my presence in this universe. I'm going to show it to you. And, uh, and so he said, so Moses uh, is now excited. God has allowed him to see God's glory. So God says to Moses, now you see that big rock over there, those big rocks over there? Yeah. Go over behind those rocks and hide yourself. This is what the scripture says. Go over, God says to Moses, go over there and hide yourself. And I'm going to pull my pants down and my drawers down and I'm going to show you my ass. And so when I give you the high side, you peep out and you can see my butt. And that will be wonderful. That's my glory to see my ass. And so, and then you can go back and tell all the Israelites that you saw God pulling his pants down and you saw his butt. And that's his glory. And so, that's what the scripture says. Moses popped out from behind the, the rocks when God called him and he could see God's butt. And so, 
I don't know what that tells you. No, I would add to that. Yeah, that and two bucks will get you a cup of coffee. You know, I was going to so, say, I, I, I'm not sure what to take from that. Um, you know, uh, what 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 is it that you take from that? I'm 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 unsure, except that it seems to be strange behavior. For yeah, but it's in the Vatican. Have you seen the Sistine Chapel where God is reaching out to touch Adam? Or just well, yeah. above that is a picture of God bending over, showing his butt. That's you, in the Sistine Chapel. You know, I've never noticed it, but I, I bet you I can find a, uh, an image of oh, that. I bet you could. Just go just go and God and uh, touching Adam. And you know the man reclining and he's reaching out to touch God. And God is reaching out to touch him. And their two fingers are almost touching. We're just above that. Just go on the web and type in God showing his ass, God showing his butt, and you will see a beautiful painting on the Sistine Chapel ceiling of God bending over and Moses looking at his butt. I didn't paint it. I'm just telling you, it's there. No, I, I, I believe you, Jordan. And believe it or not, we, we've almost come to the end of the second hour. Uh, but it's it's just objectively, I'm sitting here and saying to myself, <laughs> right, no, well, Look at Moses was was up there seeing the moon god, uh, you know, Yahweh, the moon god. But the moon god is showing his ass. He's showing uh, Moses his butt. Okay, and that's on the Sistine Chapel ceiling. So today we have young kids today who will drive by and they pull their pants down, stick their butt out the window, and they call it mooning you, mooning you. Why? Because the moon god Yahweh moon Moses he's the moon god he bent over and showed his glory which was his big ass and he showed his, the moon to Moses because he's the moon god mooning Moses and that's what we call it today kids will pull their pants down and drive by and stick their butt out the window and it's called mooning you Let's see, and there's even phrases, uh, popular phrases in a couple of different languages that basically translate in English to, uh, to showing your ass. Of uh, course, absolutely. And, and literally, I, I never, never considered this. Um, but just like take a step back for a second though, Jordan, and just, you know, let's kind of finish on this note tonight because this to me is, is a bizarre piece of the story. Uh, if I were to take this entire narrative seriously, right, and you're climbing up on a allegedly sacred mountain, of course you covered that, but let's just, let's just go with the face value for a second. You're a leader of a people, you've climbed up a sacred mountain, and, yeah. uh, you are, you are going there to commune with your yeah. God, who is the one God, according to the fable, yeah? yeah? Um, and what he does is show you his ass. Um, <laughs> he shows you his butt. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by yeah, that. So you can idea. go home now and tell all the Jewish people, the followers, that you saw God showing his ass up there. He was, yep, God's out there showing his ass again. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, it sounds comical, but it's actually what's there, isn't it? Of course. Read it. And go read it. And he was healing. And Moses was healing people with this with his uh, magic wand, and the moon god Sin lived in the mountain. Every night came up, woke up at six o'clock. So therefore, the Jews still have their holy days after six o'clock. 
of the day that particular part. This is why we have the Ten Commandments. You know, two small round stones called the stones of the testimony. Two testicles. It's a wonderful, wonderful, incredible, dark secret of the Jewish religion that nobody seems to know anything about. But it's all there. If you just go to encyclopedia and look it up, it's all there. Well, the other, the other interesting part of this is throughout most of these discussions, and again, we are getting close to the end here, but throughout most of these discussions, you know what, what one of the biggest overall themes is here in the three major religions uh, is sex. Sex yeah. and, uh, you know... Well, the bottom line on the earth is sex. That is the bottom line on the earth for mankind is sex, period. It's the most powerful single... Uh, directive on the human planet. The earth is sex. You don't think so? Look around. The Arabs and the Arabic religion of Islam. Right. Uh, adults can marry a child, six years old girl. They can marry a five year old. And if you, and, and, and they can, uh, um, they can take the five year old home as a wife, a four, five, six year old child. And, and of course, in the, in the Jewish Talmud, all you got to do is go to a library, get the Talmud, the Babylonian, the, or the, the Babylonian Talmud, and read the Jewish Babylonian Talmud. Talked about how it's perfectly all right for a grown man to have sex and sleep with a six-year-old boy or, or a five-year-old girl. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's all part of the ancient tradition of adults having sex with children. And that's in the Talmud. It's all there. All you got to do is just go on the web and type in sex with children in the Babylonian Talmud. It gives you all the scriptures in the Talmud where the ancient rabbi has said there's nothing to it. You marry a little six-year-old and take her back as a wife. And, uh, and if she dies from the rape, well, that's too bad. But there's another six-year-old out there you can... So we know that the Jews were, were into uh, child uh, sex and child stuff. We, we know all of that. We, today we call it pornography. No, it's just child sex. Right, and then and, the and Catholics... We know, we know that Islam, uh, that, that, uh, that, that um, the Islamic religion has, uh, you know, child marriages where... And, and the one thing about the, the Islamic religion, Muhammad, uh, that religion says that you cannot have sex with a child unless you're married. You have to be properly married. Well, that's, that's nice. So how do you do that? Well, there is, in Islam today, there is a, there is a law that says that you can rent a, a, a little kid uh, for the night. And so it's a, it's a one 24 hour, 24 hour marriage. There's a word for it in, in the Islamic world. I forgot the word, but it's a word for it, which means if you're an Islamic follower today, you can, if you see some little kid that you like, so you can go to the parent and say, I want to marry her, but just for tonight, just for tonight. So the parents will give you a price, whatever the price is. And then there will be a small, quickie little ceremony, <laughs> like we do in Vegas, a little quickie ceremony where you are married for 24 hours. You bring her back 24 hours from now, but you can live with her tonight like you're married. She's only eight years old. She's only seven years old. doesn't matter. And so you can rent her for the night. It's called a marriage, but you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, just, and so, just to be fair to the three major religions, though, we also had to cover where the nuns come from, right. and they're not always, uh, as as somebody stated, you know, the twelve year old, uh, uh, you know, age of consent there in the Vatican. Um, right. I'm very sure that there were much younger nuns at various points. I mean, today we're we're faced with the scandals, you know, the alleged scandals that come from the Catholic Church and uh, the uh, the abuse of boys. But then again, in a lot of cases, they're altar boys and they're meant to be on the altar anyway. That's so, right. uh, you know, but but my point is, you know, even outside of if you remove all of this uh, horrendous, I mean, let's just call it what it is, a pedophilia. If yeah. you remove all that, it's still all about sex. Even even when you get rid of these, you know, uh, horrible the things. Part of it, but it's still the basic, fundamental principles of mankind: men and women, mm. sex, boys and girls. Well, see now, old you, men, young girls, right? Older women, young boys. It's still the bottom line: is only God can create life. Well, that's what the man does. Creates life. 